The Blue Jackets are on a three-game losing streak, but all that means is they are more in the race for Connor Bedard. We're continuing our draft coverage today, talking about a different WHL prospect. I've got Joel Henderson of Puck Preps to talk all about Andrew Cristal and whether he could be a Blue Jacket come July. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. We are near a new milestone, so that's super exciting for me personally. Uh, if you hit subscribe and then click the little bell button underneath the video, then you will get notified when new episodes go live. So, you know, I win, you win, everybody wins, except, of course, the Blue Jackets. But we're not going to talk about that today. Uh, today, I've got another draft profile for you. Uh, I've got Andrew Cristal of the WHL, and I'm talking about him with Joel Henderson of Puck Preps, my uh, go-to WHL expert. So uh, I'm just going to turn it over to him because he is much smarter than me uh, about this kind of thing. So I'll just uh, let the conversation play. But I want to I want to move on. I want to talk about a different uh, guy from the WHL. I feel like there's a ton of, of good talent in the WHL this Where season. That kind of, I'm like, oh, that guy, that guy, that guy, you know. Um, so I want to talk about Andrew Cristal, who's playing for the Kelowna Rockets um, at the minute and has uh, 84 points in 49 games, which is pretty darn good. He's another winger. He's another smaller player. Uh, but what can you tell me about uh, Cristal? Uh, yeah, so Andrew is, he's just always been small. <laughs> Um, and so even when he was drafted in the WHL, this, like it's a fun kind of anecdote for people, but, but when they had the hub in the first, um, you know, years of COVID, um, and the, the WHL got the hub going, they, you know, normally players that are drafted in the first round, they have to get some sort of exception to be able to get into the league. And so, um, you know, the talk was Bedard was going to have that exception, but nobody else, but because they, they, you know, they, because they could take the year, um, because the players weren't playing U18, a lot of stuff wasn't going. Um, they kind of made an exception for the first rounders and then a couple others kind of to get into the league. And so he comes in into the hub and I think he's like five, seven, 140 pounds um, playing with playing with these guys. And uh, and they were just like, he just has to stay out of trouble and not get hit. And like then he can start making some plays. And that's what he did. Um, he stayed out of trouble. He found his spots. And when he was on the sides, his vision, his playmaking, his hands are so good that even if he was just standing still receiving passes down low, he was facilitating in the middle. He's just, he's about as smart of a player as well. Like they're different smarts, but both him and Zach Benson are just really smart. Um, Zach is one that, that understands the details of the game as a two-way player. Andrew is one who he navigates space and puck control. And it's, it's, it's almost like the, you know, it's almost like the ice is just a, a board that he can control. He understands where this momentum is coming from, where this momentum is coming from. He sees the little openings. He sees the opportunities. Uh, so it makes him about as about as efficient as a as a point getter as you can get, kind of at this level. Not named Connor Bedard. For sure, it feels like not named Connor Bedard is just the qualifier that you put on every single. You have to put them on every single project. Like, he's pretty good at this thing, but he's no Bedard. So it's, well, like it's, been, a, it's been a weird, 
been a weird year of evaluation. He's putting up a bonkers amount of points, but yet there's still somebody above him. So yeah, it's yeah, it's it's been it's been wild to like. So I've kind of been keeping an eye on Conor Bedard's point totals because one of the CPJ prospect is leading the QMJHL uh, in points right now with like a hundred and something uh, stupid. And so every so often I check in to see where Bedard is, and I'm like, how? How has he had another six point night? How did he have another four goal night? It's just it's it's bonkers. Um, but in terms of Cristal, he is a guy that like looking on the uh, elite. Pro- I like to look on elite prospects and kind of look at where the consolidated rankings have him. And I've got people ranking him as high as six, and then I've got people ranking him kind of sixteenth, which feels like a really for a draft as weird as this one feels like a really small like band i feel like there's a lot of guys in this draft that could go sixth and could go 26th but he kind of has a more a more narrow band so where kind of do you see him like where do you see him landing in the draft where is he on on your list at the minute uh the reality is is i don't know um like where he where he's on my list and where he lands are two different discussions um because i've heard some people you know whether it's rumors or not or whatever i've heard some people saying like maybe even second round which is just, it doesn't make any sense uh, to me because the kind of players that are in this draft and the type of gambles that you want to take, um, he's just, to me, he's worth so much more than some of the other guys. Um, but he's, so from that standpoint, I think, you know, there's a history, these kind of, these guys kind of dropping and then making, making their names later, um, you know, pick a player that uh, doesn't have size and doesn't really play physically and, uh, and, Put him into this timeline you know it's it's an alex to it's a logan stankoven it's a there's different reasons for it but there's different reasons that that teams get a little bit you know a little bit antsy and a little it bit all kind of boils down to the same the same thing yeah. but even like you know those guys in their draft years i mean um you know it was just you find a way to justify your point and so with with uh yes he was scoring like 50 goals but if you tell yourself that those goals won't go in at the NHL level, then what is he worth? And so that's kind of in your mind. And with Stan Coven, like Stan Coven was having a great season, but it's like, well, but he's on the second line and he hasn't pretty blah, 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 like on a really great team that they had at that time. And it was like, well, if he doesn't do this, then he isn't worth this. And you kind of like, you know, you kind of convince yourself that if this doesn't translate, then this. And so because there's a history of players who like, you know, even if they don't work out to hit, the mark that you want them to hit at least they'll be third line players for you you know you and so they, they have that speed that grit that tenacity that physicality the size whatever it is and so teams like to bet on that and so with crystal it's it is a risk um there are guys that have been you know in and through the league that are kind of similar to him ish um that haven't really maybe hit the echelon that people were hoping for um you know guys from western canada even too um you know maybe one of the more recent ones is uh is Kaylor yamamoto um but crystal is vastly outproducing what Yamamoto did so it's so you take kind of the markings of that player and the things that you're maybe frustrated with at the NHL level and then you go but what if he scores more than that you know how much am I willing to accept as far as like they're not physical or they're not you know what I mean and so crystal is physical in moments um he's way more puck battley positionally if he feels like he can win a little race from you, he'll get inside position and maintain control. But he can get hit. He can get pushed off pucks. He can hit back every now and then. But he's not the guy that's diving into shot-blocking lanes or coming deep in the zone or battling heavy to spring forth a teammate. 
he is looking for opportunities to be aggressive. He's looking for opportunities to get the jump on the play in space. And because when you give him time and space, there's almost no one that can score at the rate that he can. In a minute, I'm going to talk more about uh, Andrew Cristal with Joel. But first, I've got to tell you all about one of our sponsors today, and that is Athletic Greens. So I started taking Athletic Greens because I am a gremlin person who needed something to improve my energy, to improve my morning, uh, my gut health, my, my immune system. Like I was tired all the time. I was just lying around on the couch and I wanted something to help that and athletic greens was the thing for that it's 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens and it helps you start your day right it supports gut health nervous system immune system energy recovery focus aging just all of the things that you need to start your day and it's time to reclaim your health right now Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't need a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, for sure. He feels like a player that his ceiling is going to be dependent on what team he goes to. Because I feel like some teams are better at, like that we talked about last episode of of project versus short thing. And he feels like probably a project to the right team. You know, if they put him in positions to succeed, he's going to really shine. But if a team just drafts him and expects him to reproduce in, reproduce what he's doing in the WHL, in the NHL, under vastly different conditions that they're going to be disappointed and so it's going to be really interesting to see i feel like kyle Kyle yamamoto is a really good example of edmonton just sucks at developing players for the most (laughs) part you know and so he was drafted there and then it's only really recently that he's kind of really kind of come into his own you know and he was drafted what i want to say 2018 2017 2018 i think so you know it's it's five almost six years on and i don't know that you want to be waiting that long for a player to really kind of hit their stride so it'll be interesting to see where he does end up landing so i feel like that could be really contingent on how he ends up doing as a player yeah yeah he's um crystal is like i said i'm like you know the struggles that you kind of see from a guy like yamamoto it's just you know the way that coaches will put it is you have to score enough to exist in the top six and so you have to take advantage of those opportunities to be able to do that and i i don't really have any doubts that crystal can it's just it's a philosophy that comes down to whatever the organization is kind of looking for like what does the best player mean to you because if you look at a guy like Kaylor Yamamoto and you go yeah he's good but will he help us win it might like drop down his like draftability or how much you want to kind of invest in him as a prospect and whether you think that's right or wrong you know the ultimate goal from a lot of these teams is trading the guys that are good for guys that will help them win and it, it, that is what it is. And so, you know, as somebody who's, you know, the followers of Columbus, um, they can look to Calgary Flames fans and the amount of years that they said that this guy is electric, our best player, the guy that is everything to this franchise. But then the rumor circle, can he help us win in the playoffs? Can he help us win? Kevin? So it's, it's, um, he'll carry a bit of that with him. Um, so like, he'll, he'll be, as good as he's allowed to be, but he's a player that you don't mold and shape and expect to be all sorts of things. You either accept him for who he is or you don't. 
And uh, and that's the thing about a guy like Johnny Gaudreau too. If you accept that he's going to be the best guy on your line, the guy that's creating, a guy that's just you know ridiculously fun to watch, then you take him and you love every minute of it. But if you're grumbling and going, I wish he was six four and two hundred and eleven pounds, you're like, well, that's a different player. Like so, <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, you can't turn him into that. And Crystal is one of those guys that is insanely talented, and he's he's. You know, he's somewhere in that mixture. I think there was somewhere else where I said he's somewhere in that mixture between a, a, a Seth Jarvis and a Johnny Gaudreau. He's in that mixture of like that's that's his threshold to me. Um, so it's like I think that I think that he'll be as good or better than than Seth Jarvis is at the NHL level. And can he get to how efficient Johnny Gaudreau has been at the NHL level? Maybe he does it a little differently, but maybe. Yeah, if the Blue Jackets were somehow lucky enough to end up with the original Johnny Gaudreau and Johnny Gaudreau 2.0, like that would be that would be a lot of fun. I would be extremely okay with that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of his his development. He is again, he's a smaller player. He's probably got some growing to do still. Uh, he's only oh, he's 18, he just turned eighteen uh, last month, you know. So he's he's a baby still, essentially. Um, what? are kind of his what does he have to do to take that next step and to kind of either at the end of this season to prove that he can be a first round pick in the nhl or if then he wants once he does get drafted what does he have to do to make it to the nhl yeah it's i mean there like i said i'm like there's parts of his game where you just accept that he is this kind of player and not this and so the things that he does do is like i said he tries to really you know not necessarily cheat the zone but he isn't coming down low to really like He's a guy that wants to to get off the rush. He's a guy that wants to create two on one chances to be able to to play off the rush to make defensemen kind of move and change their routes so that he can adapt to where they're going. Um, he's a player who loves to always have the option to shoot or pass and to make sure that defensemen and the goaltenders know that he has both of those options. And so he's always a dual threat. He's always opening his posture. Um, even lately, too, I think a lot of his points has been getting just from being a playmaker, both on the power play five on five. Like what he does is he just he um, he fakes shot absolutely like a beautiful fake and then passes laterally to a teammate for a one timer. And so he's um, he's a guy that kind of has that on the left side as well. Uh, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the strongest of shots. It's one of those guys where uh, metaphorically and physically when he sees a window, he takes it. And so like. There was there are some games that I've watched him play where he really didn't have a very effectful game. He couldn't really use his speed off the rush. He was getting pushed off some pucks. They really didn't have a lot of effective zone time. And then he finished the game with two goals because he he found a spot to just delay in the zone and and found a, a high glove side. And then the other time he's down on the zone and the goalie kind of creeped out a little bit and he just banked it off the goalie's back. Like he's one of those guys that just he is efficient because he's so smart and he has such incredible hands and he always just leaves himself those deception angles too. So he's not scoring because he has the greatest shot. He's not scoring because he's, you know, because he's the biggest, strongest, fastest. He's scoring because he, he outsmarts you and does it so fast. Like his hands are very quick and he always kind of knows where his options are and how the flow of play is. So it's kind of like Johnny, but like Johnny can escape with his feet sometimes he can really get his feet going and really like shift his edges all the time. And so uh, Andrew, Andrew does that more so in motion um, where he kind of glides on his inside edges and he really shifts 
there, but in small pockets and small windows, like on a power play or something, he's not, he's not Johnny Gaudreau-ing it on the side. So it's, um, so where he can grow is just honestly just size and strength. And so I don't know if he's going to get so bigger, but he's just another guy where you look at him and you go, I don't know, man, like work on your shot strength, <laughs> like work on your, you know, do some forearm curls. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's one of those where like, I think it's a similar conversation with, um, with Jagger Fergus last year where it's just like, where does he improve? How can he better his game? It's like, I don't know. It's pretty damn efficient. He just has to get stronger. And so it's just, you know, when you send him back, it's just, a, it's a thing of like, continue to adapt, continue to try out different things offensively, um, maybe try out a different position here or there or whatever. But the reality is, is the better he's going to get is how he can just become a pro, uh, a more mature, stronger player to be able to kind of navigate and fight and win little one-on-one battles when he needs to. In a minute, I'm going to finish my conversation with Joel about Andrew Cristal. But first, I've got to tell you all about Built Bar. Now, because I'm in the States at the minute, I uh, had to get some Built Bars in. It's hard for me to get them back home. But as soon as I got here, I picked up a box. I got lemon cheesecake and grasshopper cookie, and they are good as hell. And uh, if you, like me, again, are a uh, nightmare person that exists almost entirely on, like, iced coffee and uh, breakfast sandwiches then built is for you if you are a person that actually cares about what they eat they go to you go to the gym you eat salads like built bar is for you as well they are keto friendly they are paleo friendly uh, they only have 130 calories and four grams of sugar and they've got 17 grams of protein and you don't even have to wait around to get a box for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club just head on in go to the pharmacy section at walmart you can pick up a four bar box at sam's club you can grab a 13 bar box they've got flavors like cookies and cream double chocolate brownie batter churro just head in see what you can find and you can thank me later yeah, for sure. Well, the Blue Jackets do have a second first-round pick in this draft. Uh, it's probably going to be around the 16 to 20 range, or the no, it'll be the 18 to 22 range. I forgot. I, I, I don't know how math works. It's late here. I'm very tired. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 in that range of Andrew Cristal could end up as a Blue Jacket. Um, I don't think it's super likely, but I think it could be. It could be a fun a fun little pickup to add to to add to the collection of prospects. Um, and if people want to know more about Andrew Cristal, if people want to know more about Zach Benson, like we talked about last episode, uh, where can they find you and your work? Uh, so I go by Dad Hockey Joe on Twitter, and uh, you can find me there. Uh, as I said, I always love to tell the story, but it's just like, oh, what about baseball or football? It's like, yeah, but Dad Hockey Joe. <laughs> and uh, and so it's uh, that's kind of how it came about. But you can find me there on Twitter. And, uh, and then if you're looking for any sort of prospect analysis, you can find both uh, my analysis at FC Hockey, which is where I do a lot of the draft um, eligible stuff. And then the majority of my work you can find at puckpreps.com. And so there are specific websites there as well. And so Puck Preps does everything from, you know, the they, they run everything by age groups, not by draft eligibility. So it's all, if you want to see the best 2007s across North America, we've got all our rankings there. Uh, we got a great team and, and uh, the site's growing pretty fast. So um, if you're into prospects, even younger than the NHL draft, you can kind of go see who's coming next year and the years after. Um, but for for this as well, and this year, you know, you can find articles and write-ups and profiles and on all of these guys. And and so for Popcrafts as well, I'll be releasing my rankings, uh, my personal rankings through there uh, when we get closer to the draft. 
Awesome. I will definitely be checking those out. Hopefully some of my listeners will as well. Uh, thank you for stopping by and uh, talking about some WHL prospects. There's a bunch more WHL guys in the draft that I want to look at. So uh, we will definitely see Joel here again, I'm sure. It's a busy year. Yes. <laughs> And that's all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to talk about whatever the heck that was that happened at the weekend against the Vegas Golden Knights. And we're going to do a mailbag as well. So uh, if you have questions, then you can comment on this YouTube video. You can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. You can at me or DM me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can at or DM the podcast Twitter at L-O underscore bluejackets. And uh, hopefully... The next game, which I believe is uh, Wednesday against Washington, uh, or Tuesday against Washington, excuse me, uh, is a little bit better than this weekend was because it it was rough out there, folks. So we're going to talk about that and more on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Blue Jackets. So until then, make sure you stay locked on.